Welcome to the 158th episode of Downtime Podcast. My name is Elisa. I'm Jeremy. And we are both officially one year older than we were before. So happy birth, uh, happy belated birthday to us. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it. I think it's just chance that we were able to meet and become friends and be born in the same month in practically the same week in the same year. Pretty crazy, Hashtag right? Hashtag Aquarius season. Yeah. We also had a former co-worker who was also born on the same day as Elisa, um, albeit in a different year. But that was even crazier to know that he was born on the same day. <laughs> and another close friend of ours, our friend of the podcast, uh, Donovan, who's been in the earlier episodes when we were all working together, is also born in February, too. If you've listened in like like around 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um so happy belated birthday to Donovan. I hope uh I hope he had a great birthday. Um we 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 still catch up with him. So Yes. Yeah. Um February birthday month. And February uh, birthday this, month. Is, this is the post post birthday podcast. This is the post birthday podcast. How's it going, Elisa? How are things? You know, just working. It's kind of that's kind of it. Just you know, typical typical work week. Not much going on. How about you? Good, good. Um, short week. We had um Monday off since uh, Monday was President's Day. I didn't President's have Day. Monday off. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man. Well, I, you didn't I was surprised anything. I didn't have Monday off. <laughs> I thought everybody did. I don't know. It seems like it's a regional thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. I Last week, I was looking at my holiday schedule because I was like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to do on Monday uh, because I was assuming I had the day off. And then I looked and I realized, oh, wait, no, I'm working that day. And work, I did. <laughs> it was a long day on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, okay. man. Did you at least have some wiggle room to finish more things since it was technically a holiday? Maybe some people took the day off. You know, what what ended up happening was I took I took some time off the week of my birthday. So the Monday before my birthday, I took a day off and I went hiking. Oh, nice. That weekend. Very nice. And yeah, and that was kind of just like a small birthday thing that I did solo and on top of that, I played Animal Crossing on my birthday. Yeah, let's talk about our birthdays since um, we did some similar things. So you you played Animal Crossing, and how was that overall? I think I told you this, but I legitimately cried <laughs> playing Animal Crossing on my birthday. <laughs> I finished work. I ate. I ate um, Thai food. I. Um. Yeah, I grabbed a beer. I was drinking Asahi, and then I was like, "All right, I I know that Animal Crossing does something for your birthday, so I'm gonna open up Animal Crossing." And Isabel goes, "It's February 10th. It's your birthday, Meek Meek." And I'm thinking, "Yay! Like you know, this is gonna you know this is gonna be cute. This is gonna be fun." And then you exit your house, and my villager Groucho comes out, and he's just like. Meek Meek, you have to 
follow me because there's something going on. And I was like, oh, this is the birthday thing. And then I and so I follow him to Groucho's house. And then you walk in and then it's Groucho, Octavian. And then Octavian, that my for anyone listening, Octavian is like my favorite, favorite villager. And then Groucho is my second favorite villager. And then you have Canberra. And the three of them are inside of Groucho's house and it's set up for the birthday. And they're like, happy birthday. And at that point, I like cried <laughs> because, I was, because I was like, this is the most adorable thing I think I've experienced in this game. And I'm really yeah. emotional right now. <laughs> um, well, a part of that is because... Um, I actually like hanging out with family and friends on my birthday. And of course, we can't do that this time. And Animal Crossing has... I've talked plenty about how Animal Crossing has been a huge... Like, a huge reason why I'm, like, not as depressed as I could possibly be during this COVID situation. And so, when they did this NPC birthday, I just totally started crying. And then there were all these cutscenes where the lights of the house turn off and they're like, blow the candles. And then they're just like, yeah, there's a pinata and you should hit it. <laughs> and, uh, and then like the pinata had cupcakes. Out. <laughs> and I was so emotional by how adorable this was. And then I think what also really helped was my two favorite villagers were there too. So if people don't play animal crossing, <laughs> Octavian's an octopus. And then Groucho is a bear. And then Canberra is a koala. So it was like all my favorite villagers, like it would have been basically perfect if Goldie was there as a golden retriever. And but aside from aside from that, like it was pretty it was a pretty epic birthday in Animal Crossing. And I have no regrets crying because it's been such a jarring time. And I genuinely felt a feel (laughs) celebrating with my villagers. That's awesome. That's so heartwarming. That is re- so cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and then um, the weekend of my birthday, I had a cake and it was actually an Octavian cake. I got to post a picture. I'm going to show. Oh, oh, you're talking about. Oh, wow. You're talking about real life. Oh, in shoot. real life. Yeah. In real life. I got to post. Oh, a picture. wow. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. No, please. Um, While you're doing that, I also played Animal Crossing on my birthday and I didn't know what to expect. Um, I, I played previous entries and, you know, they, they usually just do that whole birthday thing in the room, but I kind of forgot like how it would happen. And I didn't yeah. expect it to happen at someone else's house. I thought it was going to happen at my own house. Mm. Um, maybe it, it made too, more sense. Actually, I, yeah, I, yeah. I was expecting that too. It makes more sense gameplay wise, why they would have it at someone else's house. So they don't have to move around your furniture in the game. And <laughs> I totally understand that. Um, uh, but uh, I I had it at Sherb's house, and Sherb is my favorite villager, and I was so happy that he's the one that I feel like <laughs> that this was game knew. hosting I feel the like... birthday. I know. I was like, how do they know? How I feel like know? this game basically took the three villagers you interact with the most, and then <laughs> those were the people at your birthday. Yeah, I think that's what they did. I, I talked to Sherb a lot. Like, every single day, I have to talk to him. He's like, what's up, dude? I'm like, yo, my dude. And he, his catchphrase is my dude because I made, I made oh. him call me that. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's up, my dude? And I'm like, oh, what's up, Sherb? And then um, Tiffany was there. And then um, 
I can't remember who the other person was. She's a pig though, but she's she's adorable. Um, and I was really happy with all of them being at my birthday party. And um, it was really cool to give the cupcakes out to everybody because uh, they all gave me presents back, which is awesome. <laughs> One of my villagers yeah. pulled me for a loop. He's like, "Oh, you got a, you got me a cupcake? Oh, I didn't get anything for you. Sorry. Psych. Here you go." And I was like, "Yo, you're <laughs> awesome. Thank you, man." <laughs> oh my god! It was gosh. cute. That's so it awesome. Was, yeah, it was so cute, and I I felt very I felt very loved. I felt like I had right? a really good birthday. I felt loved too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt yeah. loved. I have no regrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, uh, my brother who's been on the uh, podcast a few times and in a few episodes, he he got me Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on Steam, so I'm very Ooh, very happy. So you're gonna play on the thankful. PC. Yeah, yeah, I'll play it on the PC. Um, nice. You know, th- I I don't know the state of the game currently, and I also um, don't have the latest and greatest computer or console to play this game. But I'm gonna make do with what I have. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna reduce the graphic settings. I don't really care because you know it, I I just want to play the game. It looks so yeah. cool. And um, there's a lot of people that give a shit, but I'm gonna find out for myself, and I will report back here with my update and what I think about the game. Um, because cool. I think it looks cool. It looks beautiful. I'll awesome. let you guys know what I think. Yes. I just need to make hard drive space because um, currently I have a bunch of stuff I have installed and in other games that I'm playing that I want to finish before I start Cyberpunk. And I'll get into that later. Um, For sure. Yeah. But uh, I had sushi on my birthday. It was dope. Nice. And... Um, I just chilled the whole day. I didn't do anything crazy. Yeah, There's nothing same. really to do. I, I honestly didn't go outside. Like I didn't I go outside either. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I, it just felt weird going outside and not really having a plan on your birthday because I'm the kind of person that likes to make a plan and then execute the plan on that day. Um, and like you, I also like spending it with friends and family. And it just felt weird just, you know, spending it um, without them. Um, I did host a, like a small zoom party the night before and we all Yay. just like took a shot at midnight. That was super chill, super low key. Uh, yeah. but yeah, my birthday day overall was just, you know, it was, it was exactly what I pictured it would be, which is a lot of nothing. And that's totally fine with me. A lot of video games and a lot of just chilling, which is sometimes exactly what you need. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, um, you just need to reset and that's totally fine. I posted a picture of my cake on the Discord, and I posted a picture, a snapshot of Groucho's house on my birthday. Oh, man. Shout out to, um, oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Was he edible? It was fondant, but, you know, you don't really bite into pure fondant. Oh, right. Okay. But, but, but yes, it was edible. That's awesome. Um, real quick, shout out to our Discord for everyone who's there that's active um i want to talk about it later but uh shout out to everyone on our discord thank you guys so much for being a part of our community yes. and and submitting questions for tonight there's so many questions we have a lot of questions this is the most questions we've ever had for one episode so i want to try to keep our overall text small so that we can get to the questions <laughs> yeah i like uh, i finished work late today and then i just quickly went on the discord and i was like jesus christ <laughs> there's yeah. like five questions including two comments from email so yeah y'all came through so thank yeah. you guys so much um, thank you so much 
Yeah. Um, but before we go into all that stuff, um, I want to talk about fiber real quick because when okay. I moved, I recently got better internet. And in the past, I've complained about how my internet connection is so crappy, so shitty, um, because I used Comcast in a neighborhood where Comcast was the only thing available. But I have now since moved and I now have gigabit fiber. And I got to say, my whole worldview has changed. Everything is extremely fast. Everything nice. is blazing fast. It's it's like I feel like I've tasted like like drops of gold and I can never taste anything ever again because I just I I don't know I don't know how I'm going to like deal with slow internet. <laughs> you know, it's just I feel so spoiled and there's a lot of negative there's a lot of like negative things to that. So I I have found out that um the pros are, you know, it's fast, of course, um, faster than what I know what to do with it. Games and videos download so fast. Um, videos play back extremely quickly. But the cons are, so the PS4 doesn't like my dual band router. And I don't like that I can't watch media all the time. So I've kind of just left the PS4 alone for now. Um, I think I'm just going to be using it to play, you know, single player games that come out, which I've been doing for the past um, you know, a couple of years now since I've not been subscribed to um, PS Plus. And that's fine. I don't really need internet connection to play these games, just to download and update them. Uh, another couple cons are um, the games overall download faster than they can write to the disc, which take <laughs> it sometimes takes longer for the game to write to the disc than it does to download, which astounds me because I look at the download speed hmm. and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, this is so fast. But then the write speed to the disc after the download is like slower. I'm like, ah, come on. So come it's on, like it, it, it's still so it doesn't even really matter. It's still the same download speed of just a regular Wi-Fi connection. Pretty much depending on. Yeah, depending on the game and uh, the directory it's writing to. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and then the last kind of negative con I have is that uh, um, sometimes Chrome will load the audio before the video starts. <laughs> so like if I'm watching a video, sometimes the audio will just be there before the video shows up. I don't know if that's just a Chrome issue or if that's like an internet issue, but I need to do further testing. But I'm just yeah. like, is this is this because of my my internet? It's kind of ridiculous. But mm-hmm. um, I gotta say, I love having gig- gigabit fiber. I think it's um, it's a good like tool to have, especially when you're working from home, since a lot of my work requires me to be online at all times. Then. Um, you know, the internet's got to be one of those things you need to prioritize. So when my brother and I moved, I was like, okay, we need to have um, uh, a, a router that will support a lot of our devices as well as, you know, prioritizing this gigabit fiber connection. Yeah. And, um, you know, he luckily he agreed because his job is 100% remote too. So, uh, you know, it worked out. And um, I think we made a good purchase with the devices that we got because it's been it's been working out so far. And I'm loving every second of having this fast internet connection. And um, if you ever move to San Francisco, anyone listening, and you're looking for an internet provider, look at Sonic Wi-Fi. They're like the best internet connection provider I've ever had. Like they have really good customer service too. Like I'm not just saying that. I'm not being paid by them or anything. Like I, I called them one time. They're like, oh yeah, we'll help you with everything. And they just like, they they just went above and beyond. And it was really awesome. So just shout looks, out to them. That was that's like super cool. Sonic is now available where I'm at too. Interesting. Hmm. Ooh, yeah. Um it's I, I pay like 50 bucks a month for 
the fastest internet in the Bay Area, according to, I guess, people's speed surveys. But yeah, yeah, super dope, super dope. That seems worth it, especially depending on what job you have. Yes, absolutely. Like if you're like reviewing stuff um, like that requires video playback, then I feel like having a gigabit fiber connection will help bring that at least hopefully to one to one when you're watching it. Um, but in any case, uh, this leads me up to, uh, the next part, which is, um, I started streaming on Twitch because I was inspired by, um, my friend of the show. Also, he's been on a couple podcasts, DJB, uh, as well as, um, some other friends such as Tattoo Pedigree. They, um, they, they started streaming and, um. Yeah, they were like encouraging me to get into it and I got into it and you know it's 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 been a slow process and it's been interesting. I've been learning a lot about like the Twitch community, how Twitch works, bit rates, codecs, um stuff like Streamlabs, stuff like OBS and how to work that. This isn't really like um anything new to me since I've been researching this for quite a while i've been looking up stuff um, i've been testing the waters with streaming myself starting last year uh and the year before technically when i um did an extra live stream to raise money for charity um but uh yeah i mean i started doing it because i thought it'd be fun to just you know play games with an audience and um if anyone remembers i had a segment on the podcast called cube corner where i talked about gamecube games i've since turned that into a segment on my twitch channel where i play gamecube games um live and uh most recently i played the original animal crossing on the gamecube that's technically a port of the n64 game and i looked at my save file that i created from like 2004 2005 and I just went through my town, talked to all my villagers. You know, there's a bunch of weeds everywhere. Kind of like broke down some history about some stuff, like why I named my character this, why I did that. And um, yeah, I, I I plan to play more GameCube games in the future. Um, and um, I hope you guys will join me. Um, I go by Maru Daizu on Twitch. So check me out. I often plug this podcast, so I'm hoping that there are some people from that from my Twitch channel that go to the podcast, and um, hopefully vice versa. If you guys don't mind, just checking me out, just to say hi. I'd love to chat with you guys. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, look for more um, more than just GameCube games. I plan on playing some other stuff, uh, which leads me into what I'm playing now. And Alisa, we'll go into what you're playing as well. But what I'm playing now is uh, The Forest. It's um an it's a multiplayer, technically originally single player, um survival horror game. Have you ever heard of that game, The Forest? I have not. It's about a dude who crash lands on an island with his son, and his son gets kidnapped by the natives of the island, and you have to find him. And the multiplayer story is basically just a single player story, but everybody has the same kid, <laughs> and you can have up to eight players. Huh. So the game has a lot of like base building mechanics as well as like combat. So there's island natives, they're called cannibals, and you have to fend off against them. You have to build a base, you have to explore the island, you have to find weapons, you have to find food and resources. So think think Minecraft meets um uh, I guess it's kind of I think it's kind of more just like Minecraft and 
uh, what's it called? What's another? What's that other base building game I'm trying to think of? Terraria. But, well, in any case, it's it feels a lot like Minecraft, except a lot like less digging in the ground and more chopping down trees to build like wooden and stone structures. So I've been streaming a lot of that game because it's a lot of fun uh, with my friends, and we we have this whole city laid out. It's it's been great. We have a whole system for everything, uh, and I recommend the game. I this is my second time playing it. The first time I played it was back in 2016 with my brother and cousin, and we beat the whole game. We beat the story, and it was a lot of fun. And um, I introduced this game to my friends who I normally play Dead by Daylight with, and they were they love it. They love it so much. Like we we're all having a really good time. Um, I've been taking a break from Dead by Daylight because it kept crashing on me. And then they released an update recently where they, everything is just broken. Like, hitboxes are broken. Um, you can, like, clip through the wall. Uh, certain characters are broken, killer and survivor side. So I've been taking an extended hiatus from that game. <laughs> wow. Just, I just don't feel like playing it anymore for the current uh, foreseeable future. Uh, I'm going to stick to the forest, and maybe after that, once we beat that, maybe we'll we'll go to another game. Um and I've in also been of... playing Cloudpunk. Have you heard of Cloudpunk, Alisa? I have not. But I have a Think... quick question about uh, the forest game. Sure. So you said that it's a survival game. Yes. So how do you, how do you, I guess, win the game? Because it also sounds like a sandbox game. Because if Correct. you're building a town with your friends, so are you? Are your friends like you're all just not finding your kid? basically and just living on the island so you know how in breath of the wild when you start the game it says defeat ganon yeah and there's a lot of steps you have to take before you get to defeat ganon but they don't tell you they don't tell you what it is you just have to go find out how to do it got it in the forest your objective is to find timmy and once you crash land you you know you look at all your stuff and it just says find timmy and you're like okay I don't know where the hell he is, but you got to explore, you got to scavenge, <laughs> you got to find ways to build armor, you got to find cloth, you got to find, um, you know, uh, a place to set up a base, you got to fend yourself off from the local wildlife and the cannibals, and you just got to survive overall. There is an end game. I've seen it once, but apparently they updated it so that there's multiple endings, which okay. I have no idea about, but I'm excited to find out how they huh. how the game ends in different ways, because there's a sequel coming out called Sons of the Forest. Um, I'm excited about that. We'll see, you know what they what that game's like. All right, uh, but um, the the end game is there. We're just taking a long time to get to it because we're having so much fun doing other stuff. Uh, <laughs> sometimes. Someone will ask us, have you found Timmy yet? And we're like, no, we haven't. Timmy's probably like 21 by now. Like Timmy, we're just like, forget Timmy. We're not going to worry about him right now. You know, he's, <laughs> he can, he can handle himself. He's a professional kid. <laughs> so, uh, we always try to shrug off the goal. We kind of ignore it because we're, we're just having so much fun playing, you know, the, the game outside of trying to find Timmy yeah. and that's okay. Uh, yeah. So like to answer your question overall, yeah, there is an end game. Uh, there's more of a sandbox aspect to it. And I don't know how long you can play before, you know, you have to go find Timmy because right right now we're on day like 80 something. And um, you're supposed to find Timmy within 40 days um, (laughs) from what I was told before in an earlier build of the game. But uh, we've surpassed that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, nothing's going to happen if you cross that mark. It's just encouraged that you go find him. I'm like, okay. So that this probably has this probably has to deal with like how the game ends because we took so long to find him. There's probably some shit that's going to go down where it's like, "Oh, you took too long to find him. He's dead." Or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> like I have no idea. Um but uh Cloudpunk is um a game where you're a taxi driver, well, not a taxi driver, you're a delivery driver for a company called Cloudpunk and it takes place in this future city called Novalis. And what you got to do is you got to um deliver packages for the company, no questions asked. So it's kind of like a shady delivery company. And um it has a lot of Blade Runner vibes as well as just cyberpunk the genre overall like it has it is a very cyberpunk game uh more so heavily leaning on blade runner since a lot of it feels like that with the music and the visuals and the sounds so i've been playing that it's a lot of fun i i'm seriously loving that game because it's so simple in its art style yet it's so yeah. beautiful in its lighting and um the dialogue is is uh is really good the, the the voice acting is also really good the characterization of people is really interesting and intricate so uh if you ever have a chance i i recommend getting it but i would not recommend it on steam or sorry on uh switch alisa because uh apparently the game is all like the draw distance on switch is really close to the car so you can't enjoy the beautiful sights of the city oh so- i see yeah, like there's a fog everywhere on the Switch version. I don't know if that's been fixed or not, but I remember seeing someone complain about it um or like late last year. Uh and um yeah, if you if you want to check it out, I think it's on PS4. I know for sure it's on Steam because that's where I have it. Okay. Uh yeah, so check those out. And uh the last game that I want to talk about real quick is Animal Crossing again, and it's because uh I did Festival and that was awesome. That was so dope. I made so many rainbow feathers just to get that float. I have the float. It's still sitting in my <laughs> in my town center because I need to take it away. But I uh, you don't have yeah. to take it away. That was yeah. <laughs> that was By a lot of way, fun. I yeah. also played festival, and I had no expectations really going into it. I was I was kind of thinking, do we really need a Mardi Gras event? I guess, and then playing it, and I realized this was the greatest event I think I've ever played in Animal Crossing in my entire life, aside from the August fireworks and my birthday. This was amazing, (laughs) and I have, like, two floats. Wow, you have two floats? Yeah, I have two floats, because what ended up happening was I I was kind of collecting so I was collecting feathers first before I redeemed them. And I was just kind of like collecting them and dancing and doing all these things and having a good time because the music was um, was awesome. And then when I finally went to Pave, um, he was just like, okay, so I need nine sets of feathers or whatever. And I was like, wait, I think I have more than nine, <laughs> like more than nine sets and it turned out that i had enough to redeem like two floats so i have two floats and i need to figure out how to configure my island so that i 
I put these floats in and they're never leaving my island ever again. So Yeah, those are those are very valuable. It is like one of the coolest things. This okay. The final prize payoff with the animatronic animatronic float was totally worth it. This is probably the most worth it event in terms of the final item that you get after redeeming everything that uh-huh. this game has had so far. Wow. Yeah. It it definitely feels like I I deserve it <laughs> in a yeah, way. Like it feels right? well earned. Not not it, not that I deserve it. That sounds too narcissistic. That I that I earned it. Like you worked for I mean. it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like what did we get for Bunny Day? I don't even remember anymore. But this oh, fuck. But this though, this was amazing. Ah. We got a, a wand, and I wasn't too happy about that. Oh yeah, see, we got a wand, but we got a damn float out of this. And the fucking float makes music. It's exactly so cool. my point. <laughs> exactly my point. That this was well worth the play for sure. Yeah. I spent like an hour doing everything just to get the float, and I was like, "Yes, I am good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy." This was total. This was totally worth it. Those those floats, Elisa, better be at your entrance when people get off the airport. I so I know. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I just need to figure out now what I'm gonna do with with putting the floats. And spring's coming soon, so I have to swap out my Christmas decorations, even though it makes me sad inside because I love. I worked. I worked hard farming that illuminated tree. So yeah, I I know, I know, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, another year will come around. Another it's year of Christmas. So it's very true. Um, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I'm looking forward to summer and spring when I can catch more fish and catch the fish that I'm missing. So uh, not catch. Um, dive for the the fish that I'm missing. The the deep sea creatures. I'm trying to get like a couple more, and then I should be done with that section. Yes. And I need my damn cicada shell. That's all I need to complete the bug list. Do I have a cicada shell? I don't even know if I... Wait, is, is it the cocoon that when you yeah. shake the tree? Oh my gosh, that was one of the first ones I've gotten, actually. Oh, it's it doesn't happen when you shake the tree. It It's just on the tree. It's on the tree trunk and you just catch it like a regular bug. It just doesn't oh, wait, fly wait. away. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Okay, I get it. Those, the ones, uh, the really loud ones. Okay. Yes, yes. Yes. I remember those. Yeah, very summer in Japan feel. Oh yeah. So I am, uh, I'm looking forward to getting that stuff and then completing that on my list in Animal Crossing, and then I can be like, okay, I beat the game, and then just <laughs> do other stuff. For sure, for sure. <laughs> I mean, technically, it'll be one year in March when we started playing this game. So I know it, it feels like it's been longer though. I can't believe that I've actually stuck to this game, but this but this game is pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's very chill. It's, it's very... super chill. You can just log in yeah. once a week if you want to, or log in every day. Like you know, it's like like it's such like a like a low stakes type of sim game. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it's so easy to get into. It's so easy to leave and then come back to because like. Yes. Nothing's really changed, so it's good. And Um, then what? Yeah. Oh, the last thing that I'm playing is Ghost of Tsushima, Mm, and mm -hmm. as of the last time we talked about it, I'm still not in Act Two because I now I'm now I got obsessed with 
gaining back territory from the Mongols. So that's where I'm yep. at right now. <laughs> you you um, want to see those little the little fog disappear you, on the map. <laughs> you want to see the fog disappear. You want to turn the red into white. That's where I'm at right now. And I think that I am committed to platinum this game. And it's been a very long time since I've platinumed a game. But I think I'm going to do it with Ghost of Tsushima. Uh. And I've spent way too much time finding haikus that I'm and and um, hot springs that I'm like, yeah, you know, I I have, I've gone too deep. I need to platinum this game. Yep. That that's when I started playing this game and I just started doing everything. That's the same thought that I had too. And I ran, I found out it's very very easy to platinum this game, Elisa. You'll have yes. you'll every, you'll do everything naturally and just platinum the game and be like, oh shit, I platinum the game. Thank, it's because you just did everything. Thank goodness. So, yeah, I so know. that's yeah. So that that's what I'm doing now. I'm platinuming the game. I I will say I have one task left for Act One. It's the task where you have to make equipment that will help you fly and that will help you uh, climb uh, Kaneda Castle. And yes, man, I will say the one mission that you have to do at the Komatsu Forge, where it was like was really fun but at the same time i was just like dude how many villagers do i have to save because <laughs> if, I, I don't know if you have to re- if you remember this but this is the mission where taka and yuna want you to collect villagers so that you ambush the mongols and um and so you're collecting villagers to to go to this hideout which is where taka is and then every time you collect a villager Taka or Yuna will be like, oh, but there's one more person that's missing and you have to go find them and bring them back. And I'm just like, okay, I'll bring them back. And anybody then, else? Anybody, anybody else? else? No, 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 no. And you come back. Actually, one more. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> and and then the last one's like, oh, but there's this one family that's across the river that the Mongols took. Oh, you have to take them back to I'm like, oh my gosh, how many people do I have to collect? <laughs> and <laughs> And so I finally collect them. And then, of course, is finally the ambush. But I'm just like, dang, that was way too much. That was that was like a longer mission than I was expecting. But it was cool. What I will say, though, the Ronin mission I had to do for Act 1 was really exciting. Where I'm with, I think, Ryuza or Ryuzo. Ryuzo, yes. Ryuzo is his name. And then you're ambushing the Mongol territory and you have to go to the boats after that was a really good mission. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah. That was definitely the the most exciting mission that I, the main mission that we've done in Act One for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, along with that, I because I'm doing so much side shit, I've garnered so many technique points now, and so I'm able. I've been boosting my skills kind of across the board, and then upgrading. And um, practicing my battle skills. I think that at this point in the game, even though there are things that I have to think about, um, I have much more confidence battling and fighting in this game and then switching stances and parrying and uh, switching weapons. And I've also reached a point at like where I feel comfortable with my sword fighting that I don't feel the need to switch my armor gear as much as I used to. Because what I what I was doing was sometimes like I was like switching between Tadayoris or switching 
between the samurai thing, depending what I was doing, and then switching between, like, the travel gear. But there was, like, this one mission where I did the whole thing in travel gear, even though that's, like, not advised. But I was able to defeat all the enemies wearing my travel armor or clothing. And I was like, oh, shit, I've reached this level, I guess. (laughs) So I've definitely really improved my battling. And I hope that just makes the final mission of Act 1 easy at Kaneda's Castle. Um, this is a game, though, playing... I don't I don't know if this makes sense, but this is a game where I feel like you have to play it at least once a week. And if you don't play it at least once or, like, once a week, like, you risk losing a lot of the battle controls and techniques that you had playing the game. Um, and... Like, every game, like, has controls that you have to get used to, but I think Ghost of... We've talked about this, but Ghost of Tsushima's battle system's really hard, and I I genuinely think you have to kind of play it consistently, or else you won't be maintaining that knowledge you have for the controls. Yeah, yeah. Um, You definitely want to have that muscle memory, and to build it, you have to be playing it consistently. Because I would forget, even though I played it almost every day, I still forgot some of some of the moves. Yeah, and I was like, dude, okay. But after a while, when I got through Act Two, and I was like, okay, okay, I'm I'm more confident in how to do this. Yeah. So definitely, that's my biggest piece of advice: is I don't think you should slip playing the game. Like this isn't a game where I would like, I would suggest you play it, and then you took a brute a break for three weeks and then picked it back up (laughs) it's like exactly you're you're playing a new game all over again yeah because especially with the story it's gonna get more like involved and you're gonna want to keep your eyes glued to the tv once you (laughs) once you get past a lot of the stuff so yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest like just putting it back down after the first act like it's it's just that good yes And that's all I have for now for Ghost of Tsushima. And then I don't have the game yet because it comes out on Tuesday, but I do plan on getting Persona 5 Strikers if you've heard of that game. Yes. Yes. So I'm going going to get that. And I... I know that it's a continuation of of the game. I don't really know much about kind of like how we expand on the storyline, but this is going to be... uh, active time battle versus turn-based. Oh, wow. So, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Elisa. But yeah, I I look forward to the rest of your Ghost of Tsushima journey. I'm excited for you to start Act 2 once you do. Um, one little piece of advice I want to give you is when you get to a giant castle, make sure you enjoy all of it. Look at everything. Look at... do You know, do everything in there because... You're not going to be able to go inside of the castles once you once you hmm. <laughs> once you you know help get through it. Okay, so it's like if you if you miss something, you completely missed it. Um, not nothing like uh, what's it called? To my recollection, nothing uh, trophy wise. Oh, like, okay. Just, just visually, okay. visually enjoying it because I feel like I didn't enjoy a lot of the castle stuff enough. Um, and I, when I went back to just check it out, I could not get through the gates, and I was so disappointed that I couldn't see the castle again. I was For like, sure. Let's talk about Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> 
and her tweets um you know and her tweets leading up to her firing from the Mandalorian yeah. So apparently she's been doing this for a while. Yeah, she's been uh, doing she's been doing this for quite a bit. And then this was just the icing on the cake. I I didn't know she was doing it for a while. I don't Same. actively follow her on Twitter and I honestly like I don't really care about what a lot of actors say. I just enjoy their craft and what they do. But sometimes when an actor says stuff like what she said, I'm like, "All right, I'm sorry." Like I as as toxic as I think that cancel culture is, I like I, I just don't understand what brought you to say all these things so loudly and publicly when you know you're part of arguably the one of the premier shows on Disney Plus. Like, I know. Come on, you're on a network for kids. There's kids watching you, and now their parents are like, "Dude, what the hell, man? Like, I'm not gonna let you follow this actress anymore because she's like just so bad <laughs> with her comments." I I know. I don't understand. Like, and then on, to- on top of that, she's like, she's talking to all of the, um, I guess what you would consider in the United States, the right wing journalists, such as Ben Shapiro, if you've ever heard of him. And I'm yep. just like, oh, of course you are. <laughs> so, um, but I just think that it's one thing if you said, it's one thing if you said something and then you kind of didn't know or you were like a little ignorant. And then after people told you it was wrong, you changed. This is not one of those stories. Yeah, she's a very, like, stand her ground woman. And, you know, she's going to believe what she wants to believe. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But sometimes you got to keep that shit to yourself. You can't be saying stuff like that out loud. I know. Well, didn't you hear, Jeremy? She's not going to be silenced. Well, Disney's going to silence her from the show. So... (laughs) I heard she was supposed to be part of Rangers of the New Republic. See, that's the and thing. I think, yeah, she she was going to have her own TV show, and she's not anymore. <laughs> dude, that sucks. I mean, okay, I feel like they can easily write her out of the third season, but it just sucks because I'm sure she was an integral part of the third season since now that, you know, you know, minor spoilers. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but, like, you know, there's there's a, a new arc for yes. for The Mandalorian, and, you know, it, it seemed like uh, Cara Dune was going to be a huge part of that arc. Uh, if if not, then she was probably going to just be going on to Rangers of, the, Rangers of the New Republic. And now I think they have to rewrite everything because she's gone. Yeah. Um, th- they could recast her. I've seen people say, you know, they could just recast her. They could just pull a Don Cheadle instead of, you know, having Terrence Howard in Iron Man 2. They're just going to have Don Cheadle. Some people were saying literally have Don Cheadle play her. I was like, okay, that's <laughs> just imagine Don Cheadle in a wig, <laughs> wearing the same armor. I'm here for <laughs> like, it. Yeah, I would. I would watch that, and I would just laugh my ass off. But realistically, they're probably gonna write her off. They're probably just gonna say, hey, she she went back to being a sheriff on that planet or or whatever. You know, they're yeah. just gonna write her off. And I'm okay with that. I I'm okay I feel with like that too. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't the strongest character in The Mandalorian, uh, like, plot-wise or, like, arc-wise. I'm, I'm, I want to see more Appa. I want to see him. <laughs> I want to see no, more of that guy. Yeah. Make make him replace her in the series in that role. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang with you now, Mando. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just crazy when I heard the news and I was like, that's, that's insane. 
Moving on, we got the Mortal Kombat trailer. It it's badass. <laughs> it's it's everything you expect out of Mortal Kombat. The the visual effects were even good. The Sub Zero scene I thought looked really nice. Oh man, when he stabbed that dude, yeah, like, took his blood, froze his blood, and stabbed him with his own blood. I was like, what? The? Oh, no. my God. it's everything you want in Mortal Kombat. I don't know um, what the movie's going, how they're going to portray the movie. In my heart, I kind of want it to still be campy, like the original Mortal Kombat. I kind of want it to be cheesy. But it seems it, like it. Yeah, because a lot of... Uh, so, side note, Mortal Kombat is like the only video game movie adaptation that I really enjoy. And part of that is because... I, I think they embraced the cheesiness of it. And I, 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 I kind of hope they, they do that still, even though this movie looks pretty, uh, like, much more action-filled. But I, I would love it to be campy still. Yeah, I felt, in the beginning, it felt like it was taking itself a little bit too seriously. Like, there's yeah. a tournament. I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not here for the tournament. I just want to see them fight each other. Yes. <laughs> and I, I really like the costume design. I like I like the weapons. I like how everyone looks overall. It looks true to the games, and I think that's really important because, you know, overall video game movies and TV shows get a bad rap since their adaptations are not very well placed. Um, I'm hoping that this will at least alleviate some of those symptoms and make this um, a better movie than it uh, than its predecessors. Again, yes. there's a little bit of campiness where they're like, oh, finish him. and then, Or they say, like, you know, something wins. Like, they, they do that whole, like, little shtick. And I, I think it's really cute. And I think it just adds more to the campiness, as you said. And I hope that they continue with it. Yes. And I hope they somehow fit the original Mortal Kombat theme song. Yeah, I think that it was playing a little bit slow in the beginning. I think that was the song. I have to I think rewatch so too. Like it was, it was one of those things where they remix old songs and incorporate it into a new trailer. I'm about that. I, I like, I like it when they do that. It hits my nostalgia like mm-hmm. feels so hard, and I'm like, yes, yes, thank you. So I'm excited for that. That's coming out. Yes. Um, second to last piece of news I have is the uh, Saudi Public Investment Fund. Uh, they are the Saudi Arabia's biggest um, investment group, um, which is chaired by controversial crown prince Mohammed bin Salman. And ha- they've scooped up shares in big name game publishers Activision Blizzard, EA, and Take-Two. Shares worth more than $3.3 billion. So that's crazy what that means for the future of the industry we don't know um he could have a large controlling stake but uh this is just the initial announcement what happens in the future we'll see Uh, apparently he's a big gamer on top of a lot of other controversial things which we won't really talk about on the podcast but yeah just something interesting how people are taking note of the video game industry uh you know movies and tv shows and um you have giant investment billionaires who are yeah. now investing money into these companies. So, just pretty wild. Could be a good thing, right? Like it's like it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. We'll see. Yes, I want to talk briefly about the Nintendo Direct from uh, the seventeenth. 
So some highlights. There's a new Smash character, technically characters. Um, Pira and Mitha from the Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles series. They'll be joining Smash Ultimate. Um, personally, I would have liked someone else. Uh, but I understand maybe why they did this. <laughs> Maybe just like on a on a licensing slash uh uh fan um what's it called from a like a fan perspective on a, and on a licensing scale it was easier to do this uh, mm-hmm. since they probably already had because there's a lot of sword users in the game so they're just like oh we'll just add another one okay um I don't know but it it was interesting because they they showed that character in the beginning of the of the direct and, and they they did a little bait and switch they're like oh guess what they're in smash that's not a reveal for a new xenoblade game it's <laughs> not smash and i was like oh that's ah you got me um so Pl- splatoon 3 got announced it's possibly open world so looking forward to that i haven't played any of the previous entries but i might check out the third one because it looks fun um, Zelda Skyward Sword HD is coming to the Switch, which, uh, is probably one of the most controversial Zelda games since it's more linear than the rest. And the motion controls were, uh, also very controversial with how they were used since Link is right-handed in the game when traditionally he's left-handed. I'm not going to complain. I'm just <laughs> like, all right, Zelda, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I want to see why people hate it. I haven't played it before. It was first released on the Wii, but I want to check it out myself. And then uh, on February 25th, Animal Crossing will have a collaboration with the Mario 35th anniversary. Well, there where they'll have like um, blocks you can hit. Uh, there'll be coins, and uh, there will be outfits based on Mario characters. But I think the coolest thing they'll have is the warp pipe, which allows you to warp from one end of your island to another, depending on where you place the pipes. It's the only thing I'm excited for. Let's be real. That looks fucking cool. I can't wait to fast travel on my island. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> those those warp pipes are really like the only thing from this new update that I'm looking forward to, just because that means at any given point you can fast travel. Yeah. So cool. Imagine just like putting it next to the exit and entrance of your airport and just yeah. using it to go to your house. Like that's so yes, cool. Exactly. As um, a person who's not invested in Mario, the rest of the update, this is probably the update I'm like least excited for aside from the aside from the warp pipes. But um because it's like what it's how I feel with when like The Sims tries to do like some expansion pack with like Star Wars or something. And I'm just like, I mean, this is cool, but I'm I'm kind I I kind of play I play it to live a normal life, <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's like you know people ask like, okay, so why do truck drivers play Truck Driver Simulator? It's like, well, why do normal people play Animal Crossing? It's because it's a simulation of something that you're kind of already doing, but it's also an escape because there's a lot less realism in that world compared to the real world. Yeah. And you kind of you kind of want to feel that. Uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I'm not going to change my island to make a Super, a super Mario level, for example. <laughs> unless no, I, unless no. I find out when, when it's like, unless when it comes out, you there's like a benefit to it. I'm not going to actively do it. <laughs> right. But I will yeah. put these pipes, though. 
Yeah, the pipes are the only thing I'm looking forward to. Like, the outfits, I'm like, okay, they look okay. Like, yeah. I'll get them, and I probably won't wear them, because, I don't know, it, it looks like I'm wearing a Party City outfit. No offense to Mario fans. <laughs> I'd rather just, <laughs> I'd rather wear other clothing, because the other yeah. clothing in the game is so legit. It's so dope. Um, and there's uh, a lot I'll of it, d- too. Exactly. There's so many combinations you can do. With the Mario clothing, you kind of have to wear the whole thing as a set, because that's how... You know, that's, it looks good together as opposed to, like, wearing a different hat. It just looks kind of weird. Yes. Um, regardless, I'll still get it. I'll just display it somewhere and be like, yo, here's my Mario museum. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but the pipes, those are the things. Yes. What I really hope happens in the summer or the spring, what, whatever season it works best with, is there's a lot of things in Animal Crossing Pocket Camp that I want in this Animal Crossing like, Pocket Camp has a bounce house. They have a Ferris wheel. They have a merry-go-round. <laughs> like, I want the I want these big items, to, like, coming in the summer to make, an, like, a bigger amusement park. I know, right? They got it good. And then I'm like, what are, when are we going to get that stuff? Yeah, like, surprisingly, Pocket Camp has a lot of things. <laughs> and yeah. what would be really cool... If if they incorporated this, that would be awesome. But more um, furniture interactivity. So, for example, you have a pool in the the current pool or the current jacuzzi or the current um, onsen in Animal Crossing. If you have villagers actually in the pool or in the onsen, or they're actually playing the arcade games, or they're you know doing whatever with the furniture. I would love an up like a a visual update of just the villagers do more interactive things with the furniture. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Just because in anim- in Pocket Camp, like you can have up to four villagers on a merry-go-round, and it's adorable. I want that. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I wish villagers would slide down the slide. Yeah, or, you know, exactly. Around the playground, something. Yeah, something cool, something fun. I don't know. It just sometimes it just feels like they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I'm like, can you interact with something else that's not in the plaza and you're doing yoga or whatever? Yes. <laughs> Come on. Make it happen, Nintendo. Make it happen. Yeah, they're adding all these new animations. I'm like, come on, add, add <laughs> animations to the to the NPCs as well, please. Exactly. Um. So some honorable mentions I want to quickly go over before we end the news segment. Uh. So these are from the Nintendo Direct. So they announced Monster Hunter Rise. Fall Guys is coming to the Switch. Um, Famicom Detective Club is a, a game. That's one of the that... things I saw that piqued my interest. Because I was like, ooh, um, always down for a new detective game. Yeah, same here. Um, it's a remake from uh, Famicom, from the original Famicom system. Um, Samurai Warriors 5. Uh, and there's a lot, a lot of JRPGs coming out. So oh, you got like, uh, yeah. Square Enix's Project Triangle Strategy. And that's Legend the other thing I'm excited for. <laughs> Bravely Default. Um, and then you also got other stuff such as Mario Golf Super Rush, Tales from the Borderlands, um, Capcom Arcade Stadium, Stubbs Zombie, No More Heroes 3, Neon White. DC Superhero Girls Teen Power, which I was like, what the? What is uh, Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Militopia, Star Wars Hunters, Knockout City, World's End Club, Danganronpa, Zero Escape, Hades. Danganronpa's Ninja- coming to Nintendo Switch? 
Oh, sorry. Danganronpa is not coming. From the makers of Danganronpa. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. My mistake. Yeah. World's End Club is from the creators of Danganronpa. Um, uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, which I'm looking forward to. That's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. And then um, a uh, DLC for uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which I have yet to beat. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And they also... Nice. Uh, they also mentioned that they don't have an update for Breath of the Wild 2, which I was very disappointed about. Um, they do these things like every two months or once a month. Yeah, we'll be. I'm. I was disappointed, but I quickly, you know, remembered that we'll get an update soon once it's closer, and hopefully that update's gonna be badass. So yes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm. I'm keeping the positive vibes. Oh, uh, maybe is is it supposed to come out this year? Is that why? I don't know when it's supposed to come out. Oh, okay. To be honest, um, it was like announced in 2019 that it was in development, and we haven't heard anything about it since. One of the questions is from episode 154, the Yakuza Like Us Dragon spoiler cast. This is from Daniel. Uh, Daniel says, this is my first Yakuza game I completed to completion, only ever played two others in the past, both around about 10 hours-ish, but this game is so effing amazing, and the limited knowledge I have with the past characters, I still marked out seeing people I know. Awesome, Daniel. Thank you for the comment. Uh, I'm really happy that you enjoyed this game, but I encourage you to play Yakuza 0 and start from there and go back. If, If that was one of the games you played again in the past... Um, please replay it because <laughs> yes. it's just that good. Yes. And there's so many, there's a lot of welcome to the Yakuza wormhole. Oh God. It's you can't, awesome. you can't get out. So <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a lot of games you can start with. Uh, there's zero, there's judgment, there's Kiwami. There's just a lot of games since you've liked this one that hopefully you'll be able to play more games in the franchise. Yeah, and don't let the brawler fighting style turn you off because it is an it's a, it's an amazing aspect of the previous games and it plays well into the character arcs of the people that you play as as well as it's just a fun mechanic overall and it doesn't feel repetitive because you're always doing something different with different characters and the bosses get harder and you button mash harder and it just feels good when you finally beat them. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah, welcome to the Yakuza world. You're probably yes. going to be drinking Japanese whiskey while you're playing the next few games. At yep. least at least I was. <laughs> Congratulations, Daniel. Congratulations. Yes, yes. This next comment is from Chariot Goblin on episode 157, where he says, Thank you for answering my long-winded Yakuza question. And in the time since I typed all of that, I have played and completed Judgment. It's a good game minus the tailing missions. The music and combat has never been more epic. I went, I even went back and listened to your spoiler cast. I might take you up on that Discord offer. And he is now on Discord. So yes. thank you, Jerry Goblin. Welcome. Welcome yes. to Discord. Welcome. <laughs> and yes, I'm. I when you said earlier in a in an earlier episode that judgment had mixed reviews i was actually surprised i thought a lot of people liked judgment well this is just based off of me watching reviews and watching uh, or looking up posts on reddit 
So I didn't I didn't know if like what I didn't know that it had mixed reviews in other places, but I'm glad that you enjoyed the game because I, I love Judgment. That's um, the tailing missions are definitely long, but I, I enjoyed the combat. I enjoyed the different styles that Yagami had, and I'm glad that you had a good time playing it. Yeah, I I also love that game, and in my worldview bubble, I only saw people that loved the game, so I I couldn't find reviews of people who had you know mixed things to say about it. Um, and Daniel, if you're listening, man, play play Judgment too. Like that's a great game. It's a great yeah, game to play. It is a spinoff of the Yakuza franchise. It takes place in the same city, um, but with different characters. Yes. And you you. You don't meet any of the Yakuza characters. I don't know if that's a turn on or turn off for some people, but like, uh, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, I, I thought it was fine. I initially I, w- I was like, oh man, I want to meet some Yakuza characters, and I didn't meet any, and I was like, oh that that kind of sucks. But then after you know playing the game more, I was like, actually, it's better that we didn't meet any of those characters because I think they would have deterred from the story. I think they would have been too distracting. Yes. Yeah, Cherry Goblin, thank you for your your comment. Uh, welcome again to the Discord, and um, super happy you enjoyed Judgment. And you're welcome for um, us answering your long winded question. I think <laughs> we 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 love talking about these games. So if we ever get any more chances to talk about them, of course you can expect us to to talk about it. Now we're gonna move on to our discord where we have a lot of questions so thank you guys so much for submitting your questions yes um we will tell you guys how to submit your own questions or comments uh after we read through all these so starting with rizaline beatrice what games do you wish they had announcements for during the nintendo the recent nintendo direct event so we briefly talked about this uh jeremy was expecting uh the breath of the wild too um which he can talk more about um for me i i don't actually ever really expect much when there's video game streams or for for announcements like nintendo direct or state of play i just kind of go along with the ride and see what happens i will i wasn't expecting anything out of this nintendo uh direct i i was hoping for a few things (laughs) yes (laughs) so uh, Breath of the Wild 2, as Alicia, as Alicia mentioned. Yes, I was hoping they would show something. So they mentioned it, uh, but I wish they showed something. Just, mm-hmm. you know, more like gameplay or at least a cinematic trailer about the story or something. Because I'm yes. still writing that Breath of the Wild high and I I still think about that game sometimes. So, yeah, I wish that. Um, I wish there was a Mario Kart announcement, like the next mm-hmm. one. I know they came out with World Tour, but I think it's time for a new one. The uh the the recent one Mario Kart Eight came out originally in two thousand and fourteen I think so a long time ago in video oh that game is years. actually a pretty long time since the last one yeah it was on the Wii U and a lot of people don't remember that because it did better on the Switch so I I want another Mario Kart game I want Mario Party DLC I know that game is probably not going to get updated but eh, I was hoping either for like Mario Odyssey two or something something related to Mario Odyssey or the next big Mario title but it seems like there's always going to be a 5 year gap between Mario titles and that's okay it means that they're putting a lot of polish and quality into the game and that's totally cool but it would have been nice to just get an announcement i know that nintendo likes to announce things um like 
months or sometimes like less than a year before it actually gets released because they want people to have a tangible goal instead of just, you know, setting something that's, oh, like, you know, we're going to get to it eventually. Like people don't really, people aren't going to spend their money on something that they think they're going to get. They want to spend money on something they know they're going to get with a definite date. So I understand why that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have liked to see F-Zero, Star Fox, Metroid, Metroid Prime 4. I know that that got, um, like rehashed to retro studios, but still it would have been nice to see something. I was kind of not going to lie. I was kind of expecting Banjo Kazooie on the switch because huh. you know, they, <laughs> they recently had them on super smash brothers ultimate. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to port the games to the switch, but you know, Microsoft being Microsoft, I don't think they're going to share their IP with Nintendo, even though they might rare was a big proprietor of Nintendo's success back in the nineties. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's that's all I was hoping for. None of it got answered, <laughs> but it's it's fine. I mean, it was a fine direct overall. It was pretty normal. There's a lot of interesting things that they announced, a lot of surprising things. Uh, oh, uh, one last thing. I was hoping that they would announce another Smash character, but that was not like a sword wielder oh. <laughs> or, an an- or an anime girl or boy. Yeah. But, eh, you know. The next question is, from Dave97, who is Chariot Goblin, but on hey. Discord. Are you, are any of you interested in the Famicom Detective Club remakes? These are deep cuts from Nintendo history and are not only being remade, but localized for the first time. They were originally released in 1988 for the Famicom disc system. Now, I didn't know that this is the first time it's being localized internationally. I am excited for it. I, I was... I that was one of the things that interested me from the direct just because I'm I'm due for another detective game, but I didn't know I didn't know the history of it. So I'm excited yeah. to play it. I found out about like partially about the history um when the Nintendo Direct came out. I started a live stream chat channel on our Discord. Uh and uh Chariot Goblin, aka Dave97, was there um uh, chatting with us about it and he mentioned that like oh yeah this is like you know this is pretty old and then they kind of explained it in the trailer as well how it's from the famicom system i mean it's in the name famicom detective club i am definitely interested in this game because i'm a fan of uh like phoenix wright professor layton those kind of games i know nothing about this game other than what's in the trailer so i'm thinking it's similar to that in like gameplay style wise which it does look like it seems like it is so yes i am super interested I'm going to add that to my wish list. Yes. Uh, yeah. And next we have Tattoo Pedigree who asks, I don't know if you answered this on a previous episode, but thoughts on the casting of the Last of Us adaptation or impressions on the trailer that dropped for the Mortal Kombat series. We we answered that previously, Tattoo. We're excited for it. Uh, the Mortal Kombat mo- Mortal Kombat series? Is it a series of movies or is it just one movie? I I thought it was only one movie, but to be fair, the original Mortal Kombat movies was a series of I think three or four movies. So uh okay. I yeah. I, I imagine this would be a series of movies as well. I think so but, too. But yeah, Tattoo, we're excited. Also, shout out to you, Tattoo. Thank you so much. We're she, Tattoo's a uh, friend of the show, uh has been on the podcast before. Um but Alisa, what are your thoughts on the casting for the Last of Us adaptation? 
Now, I have no real opinion on the casting. I will say, Pedro Pascal is the hot commodity right now, so I'm not surprised at all that they chose him. And I didn't watch Game of Thrones that much. I always pick and chose. Like, basically, I only watched Game of Thrones when people around me were watching it. So I don't know who the actress playing Ellie is. But I'm sure that it's going, like, their cho- the choices they made for that is going to be fine. I do have an opinion on the reboot, though, in general, for television. But I can answer that after you share your opinion on the cast. Yeah, sure. Um, the Mandalorian is basically The Last of Us, just, well, vice versa. The Last of Us is basically going to be just The Mandalorian without the helmet, <laughs> and and I mm-hmm. and that's okay. <laughs> and I, Pedro Pascal is the hot commodity, and I'm okay with that. He's a good yeah. actor, and he seems like a really genuine guy, and he has a love for film and TV shows, which it's it seems like it's hard to come by these days. When a lot of people just do it for the paycheck. But I don't know. I don't know him well. I don't know him as a person. It, it, but it does seem like he loves the work that he does. And it seems like he loves the characters that he portrays. And he puts 110% into those characters. So, you know, whether he's doing voiceover or if, or if he's actually on set, it's going to be a fun time seeing him be Joel. And I'm I'm going to be so interested in seeing what like he looks like. Is he going to be mustached? Pedro Pascal, or is he going to be a bearded one? Like I, I'm, I, I'm hoping he does the beard look, but uh, I don't really care. I'm still going to be able to tell it's him. <laughs> At least a scruff. That, he, yeah, yeah. He he has that unique look. You're like, oh, that's Pedro <laughs> Pascal. I there he is. Yes. Uh, and as for the casting of Ellie, she was dope in Game of Thrones. I have no qualms with her. I know a lot of people are like iffy about the casting, but. Just just watch the show. It'll be They're good. Fine. You guys are, are going to complain now. Yeah. Just watch the show. It's going to be okay. Yes. Agreed. In terms of the reboot for television, I, I, I say reboot, but it's not really reboot, but the adaptation for television. I think for this show to be successful, they need to cover things that we don't already know from the video games. And what I mean by that is I think... It would be, I I think what the TV show should be is it should be random side stories of them on their journey in like The Last of Us 1 or 2, but most of all, just like the five years that, the five year gap that we don't know about for The Last of Us. Because like, if it's going to cover everything with the fireflies and the and everything that we already know. Well, I already played the video game. So I don't need to I don't need to rewatch this necessarily. So what's this how is this show going to be different? And I think what makes this show different is it should be more about the adventure the uh, of just like meeting all the people. Basically like I hate to say this, but I think it should go in the direction of um fuck, that one comic book zombie TV show. The Walking the, Dead. The Walking Dead. I was like, how the hell? How did I forget about that? No but, worries. <laughs> but I, I do think it shouldn't, f- like, it's fine to gloss over what happened in the games, but I would like for the series to not be solely what happened in the games. I, I 100% agree with you. And I, I too am wondering where they're going with the story since, like you said, 
if I wanted to watch The Last of Us, I might as well just play it. Because if it's going to be one-to-one with the game, that's going to be kind of boring for people yeah. who've played the games already. Because we might as well just play the game. Like, watching a live-action adaptation of a video game, like, sometimes if it's exactly the same thing, we're not happy with it. And we end up wanting to just play the game instead of, you know, watching what it's supposed to be. Or what it's based on, sorry. Um, so, I think they should add filler. And a lot of shows when I have filler, I know it's more of a bad thing, but if they do it right because Neil Druckmann's on board, I think they can do it well with adding filler to The Last of Us. And like you said, they should elongate some parts of Joel and Ellie's journey throughout um, the United States, but also within that five-year gap. Like, I hope that the first season is just them, like, taking their time going through you know, the U.S. and trying to get to the Fireflies. Yeah, in Colorado just... or some. Yeah. Exactly. Just, like, doing a bunch of stuff. Like, maybe teaching her how to hunt, do- doing all this stuff. Like, I want to see Tommy there. I just want to... I want them to, like, show us a meaningful relationship that we never got to see fully in the games. Not to say that the games didn't have that, because they, they certainly did. But I want to see it more expanded. I want us to, like, feel more. Uh, because, again, if we wanted to to have that same feeling we would just play the game but the show needs us to have a a deeper pull for us to to like it and to uh to appreciate it as as a separate medium than it is from its video game counterpart uh that being said it would be nice to see what happens between in that five-year gap too uh that's perfect room for you know where where it goes like where where we can go with the the series like maybe it could be officially part of the canon you know of the games i don't know there's a lot of possibilities i totally agree by the way just real quick about pedro pascal slightly related um man wonder woman 1984 was a terrible movie that's all that's all i wanted to say (laughs) i am happy you agree and there are people that defend it (laughs) because i watched it with my family and the, at the end of it, we were like, well, at least the art direction was cool because the whole time I was like, is this realistic? Like their their clothing, you know, like just the, the way that things look. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty one to one. And I was like, OK, cool. And that's the only thing I got out of that movie was that it was in the 80s <laughs> and the 80s was it was very colorful, just like that. Yay. <laughs> and I was like, OK, cool. The, praise to the art direction. That's awesome. The rest Yay. of it I can care less about. Yep, pretty much. The last they had a year. They had a, sorry. They had a year to fix things, and I don't know. <laughs> it's just like yeah. what the hell. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. it was. Re- yeah, it was. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, it was that bad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, the last questions come from PJ Sucks, and the first one is. On the previous episode, you guys were talking about Alice in Borderland. Did you finish it? And what did you think? I finished it. Did you finish it? I'm on episode three. <gasps> did you finish episode three? Or you're like, you're a, you? that's the one you need to start next. I am like 10 minutes into episode three. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. So it's, it's really can, good so far. Okay. We can talk about it after. I think sure. this show is great. Um, what I like, so uh, note, I'm not reading the manga. I know there's a manga, whatever. But yeah, um, from a TV, I'm talking from a TV show standpoint. From a TV show standpoint, 
this is a really good show and I think it's very concise as well. There's not a lot of filler. We're getting to the point and I feel like we're getting to know our characters without having to have the a lot of exposition. And I'm I think that the the way we'll talk about it um when you finish but the but I think that it's just very well done the way that it leads up to the final episode of the season. And I also think that um for just for anyone who's in like for anyone who's seen it but's not really like you know think thinking about watching it if you liked battle royale uh you'd really like this tv show battle royale the mo- i'm talking about battle royale the movie it's it it has that vibe except it's in a tv show um setting yeah. that's that's the perfect way to describe it cuz i i had the same feelings when watching it it has it's gory so just keep that in mind there's a lot of blood and gore Yes, um, you you kind of have to understand that this is based on the manga, which details a lot of the same things. Yes, um, and it's it's a fun show to watch. It's it's, it's super fun. Yeah, so uh, check it out. I I'm gonna finish it. I'm hoping to finish it this weekend. For sure, I have a long queue of things, and Alice in the Borderland jumped to number one because of this comment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so this question, this question, I should say. So I'm gonna finish it. Um. I will let you know, PJ, on the next podcast, hopefully, once I finish it. And his last question, one more. Do you guys like camping? Going on my first camping trip with my girlfriend and her roommate and don't do this shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) There's just like... (laughs) Uh, Wow, there's a... There's a little bit of a personal experience in there, I guess. <laughs> um, I love camping. Uh, I was a Boy Scout growing up and eventually became an Eagle Scout. And initially I didn't like camping, but I learned to love it. I learned to love it after I became a Boy Scout, actually, because when you're a scout and you go camping, you have to do like all this merit badge stuff. And there's a lot of work involved. But as an adult, all you do is just sit around a fire all day and eat food. That's awesome. And I want to, I do that every time I go camping now is just, we just make a fire, you know, set up our tent. Luckily I've, I've inherited these skills from being a boy scout. So, you know, setting up is easy. The best part is just relaxing, like drinking beer or drinking whiskey next to the fire, enjoying the night view, enjoying the daytime, enjoying the heat, enjoying the cold. Like you're in the great outdoors and it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm not a fan of glamping where you go in like a cabin and stuff like that. Uh, I, I prefer, you know, sleeping out in the tent because I, to me personally, that is the real camping experience. Mm -hmm. Some people might tell you, oh yeah, just sleep with a sleeping bag outside. I don't know, man. There are some people that just sleep with a sleeping bag outside and to them, that's real camping. Like, oh, you don't need a tent, but I'm like, what about like wild? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What about wild animals? Like, come on, man. That's, that's my biggest concern. I don't care about the fire. (laughs) I don't care about like the rain or anything like that. Like wild animals. Like, come on. <laughs> They're gonna eat your face. So <laughs> no. But um I love camping. Uh and uh I hope your trip goes well. <laughs> I hope that you enjoy camping eventually, because <laughs> you ended your comment with don't do this shit. So <laughs> I hope it goes well. <laughs> I know, I mean it's it's uh, God, first camping experience. Um 
I have never been camping before, which is funny because I love the outdoors and I like doing outdoorsy things like hiking. I like kayaking. I like stargazing, but I've never formally camped with a tent. And part of that has to do with my upbringing. My parents never took me camping and therefore I've just never went camping. (laughs) And that's kind of all there is to it. I... Uh, it's some. I actually have a friend who has been at like has she like she's been the friend who every year is just like, is this year going to be the year that we all go camping? And then in my head, because I'm so skeptical still, I'm just like, I think, but I don't know. <laughs> mm. Um, because I it's just like I've never experienced it before, and I I will do it event like you know I would like to experience it eventually, especially because there's a lot of places in the world that I would love to go to that are much more of camp, but that require you to do camping. So like as one of them is like um, Chile and Argentina, and there are places yeah. there are places that I really like. I really want to go to all these places, but to go to some of these glaciers or to go to like the some of these deserts to go stargaze the ideal situation is you go camping there so i know i know i have to do it at some point maybe i will take her up on camping this year (laughs) but i i it's just i have a hesitancy just because i you know um as a person who's never gone camping before like i don't really know about like the hygiene situation and just like um it really, I feel like for me, it's more of the hygiene. Like, I I, I can pitch a tent. Like, I can read instructions, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, you know, cooking will be different, but I can do that. But it's the hygienic part that I've never, like, I can't wrap my head around yet. Yeah. Th- in California, we kind of have it easy. I guess this goes for a lot of places in the United States, too, where there's designated camping areas where you register for a plot you you show up at a certain time period to set up and then um there's just bathrooms and showers available there and that is that's fine that's dope you know but for a real camping experience you don't have that stuff yeah exactly it's just you in the woods and you know that you gotta you gotta figure out how you're gonna deal with all that stuff yeah you gotta figure out what you're gonna do you gotta bring the necessary like appliances and materials to fully live out in the wilderness and a lot of people that's that's difficult so i'm not saying it's easy i'm just for everybody and I, and i'm sa- i'm not saying it's hard for everybody either it's just you just have to have this mindset where you're going to be accepting with yes everybody around you and yourself exactly and i when i get there i will have my first camping trip <laughs> well i'm excited and i hope that you're <laughs> able to detail it on the podcast and tell us yes. all about it Yes, I will. But I I do want to experience it at least once or twice. Um really my big draw is uh, the stargazing aspect. I really yes. want to start I re- uh, number one reason why I want to go camping is simply stargazing without there being lights. Really really want to do that. So Man, I remember when I was a scout and we I went camping uh in a summer camp for the first time to get all the merit badges and stuff. Oh, we just- dude. And your last badges, you had to memorize constellations, right? Right, right. Yes, so, I totally remember the story. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of related to that. So, like, the first time I ever went camping, this is before I got that merit badge, before I yeah. decided to get that merit badge, uh, we were all sitting by the fire. 
you know, just talking about stuff. And then one of the camp counselors was like, oh, guys, look up. We all looked up. And I remember this so vividly. You could see everything in the sky. And it was almost as if the stars were lighting up the ground. I know it was the moon, but it just felt like the stars were illuminating the ground. And I was like, holy shit. I just could not stop staring at the sky. And I was like, holy fuck. There are two things I thought of at that time. Oh my God, that's so fucking cool. Yes. And how can we be alone in this universe? <laughs> I know. You can't. Yeah. And that's something I'll never forget is my first time looking up at the sky. This is in Northern California, mind you, like way up north. Uh, like, And in an area where there's no lights, no street lights, nothing. It's just the campground. And there was no like electricity in that area. So you were able to look up and literally see everything. It was That's amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was Man. so so cool and I was so I'm I'm still trying to chase that high if that makes sense. Like I yes. I if, whenever I go out to a place and go camping, I always look up at the sky. Most of the time I'm disappointed because I don't get to see that view because that camping ground is too close to like a city. But I want to be so far away from the city that I can see everything in the night sky and, you know, just gaze at it for an hour, you know. I totally agree with that. I would love, I, 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 and I do want to experience that one day. Oh, you will. And I'm telling yes. you, no cam, no camera can capture what your human <laughs> eyes can see. No, I, I feel it. I feel it. All right. That's all the questions we have for today. Thank you guys so much for submitting yes, all your questions you on so Discord. Yes, thank you so much for all these questions. And if you'd like to submit a question or comment of your own, you can go to our website, www.downtime.live. You can click on the contact form, fill that out. That'll shoot an email over to us, and we'll read your comment or question on the podcast. You can also email us the old-fashioned way, contact at downtime.live. You can uh, send us a comment or question that way, which will just send us a direct email. Join our community on Discord where we talk about everything from anime to video games to to TV shows. We complain about life. We talk about stuff. So uh, if you go to our website, www.downtime.live, click on the bottom left-hand side that says community, click on the word community. That will send you an invite to join our Discord server where we talk about video games. And more than that, Daniel, commenter from earlier, come join our Discord. You'll have a lot yes. of fun. You'll meet a lot of really cool people. I want to do more events on our Discord. I'm just trying to brainstorm what. I'm thinking maybe a game night. So if you want to play games together with Elisa and I, it's going to be dope. Uh, not sure yet, though. We'll brainstorm some more, and I'll let you guys know. Um, but you'll you'll only know if you join our Discord. So keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you can leave us a comment or question on any of our podcast, wherever they're hosted, that allows comments. So YouTube, uh, Stitcher, Podbean. Um, you can shoot us uh, a tweet on Twitter, at Downtime Live, and we'll answer your uh, tweet or question or comment on the podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We'll read those on the podcast. Uh, and you can also catch us on Spotify, where we are now hosted so um check us out there um and yeah that's that's it that's all the housekeeping stuff i got yes so any closing words lisa before we close out 
everyone keep on keeping on in February. February is a good month. And I hope you have a good day. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 158. See ya. Peace.